Hi, I'm Kate. And I'm Mandy. And this is Love Sober. The podcast for the sober and sober curious. Hi and welcome back to episode 65 of Love Sober, the podcast for the sober and sober curious. And today we're going to do something that's uh, very timely uh, for February and February being all about the love. Is it all about the love? Well, I, don't think you've just, I think you've just Have invented I just proclaimed that. Okay, so because February is all about the love, we're going to make it all about the self-love and um, talk about, yeah, the that I want to go, the greatest love of all is happening to me. With Who's that? Me. Is that Whitney? Um, yes. So, yeah, the greatest love, the greatest love being ourselves. The greatest love affair, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so, um, but, so we're going to talk all about self-love, self-compassion, leaning in, self-talk or self-care, all about the things that we need when we've become depleted, which we can so easily do as mums and women in the modern world. and people in general. Yeah, I was just about to say if if any of our men are listening in, (laughs) any of our couple of men, our gay men that are listening in. Um, But, yeah, so all, all of that stuff, and especially in winter, I guess, we can get really, really depleted, can't we? um as well because it's quite hard just kind of going out um mm. and the lack of light so yeah so we're going to give ourselves the love so um how are you mad um i'm good i'm all right i'm all right it's very it's been a beautiful crisp sunny day today um and i bought some new foundation Ooh. which is very jazzy of me um <laughs> <laughs> so when I'm nice looking brand? when I'm looking like that bad, it's like okay. <laughs> so I, I like don't really wear makeup, but we'll see. Maybe it will become part of um but certainly something had to happen. But yeah, that was quite exciting. <laughs> um and I'm coming to England on Yay. Friday. So yeah, so we've got a meeting yeah. me on Friday morning and then with our publisher. Meet, we have, and then I'm gonna meet up uh with baby kate um who's the sober millennials mm-hmm. catch up with her friday night cause she lives locally to my parents so that's nice and then saturday i'm going to bristol and it's the uh, tea totally sober panel with um sober girl society with millie and the gay sober lee and sam who is sober circle and sober bristol and Cl- and uh Clenio drinks is that how yeah. you yeah yeah um and also in the morning I'm having um some brunch with my sort of oldest besties um from since the age of eight which is crazy mm. isn't it but oh, yeah so Tash and Teresa we've been friends since we since, since primary school so yeah so I've got some things to look forward to yeah. so that's kept me yeah uh, pepped up that's it isn't it that's like a part of the self-love toolkit I think is having what's it my mum always says have something this is like so typical of kind of that that generation is of have something to look forward to keep busy and have something 
I can't remember. It might have been just something nice to eat. It's the kind of recipe for happiness. After um, the war. I know, yeah. it's total blitz kind of thinking, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, but it's, it's a good reality check, right? It so, is. yeah. Um, apart from the busy bit, I, I would disagree with that. Yeah, so would I. Yeah. Oh, no way. <laughs> we do not <laughs> <laughs> take things off the list don't put yeah them how are you how are you dude yeah I'm all right actually I'm, I'm kind of remarkably chirpy today don't you think like considering what, we, what we've just been speaking about um no I'm off I'm air, right. yeah exactly yeah. a bit of an off-air sort of informal therapy session but no I am I'm I'm okay and I think it's that it was a really nice weather here as well and um so just that bit of sunshine um my daughter's feeling better because she's been off poorly with really really awful headaches uh for the last few days and spiked a really big fever so obviously I was like meningitis watch last night and really kind Mm. of couldn't really sleep and all the rest of it um uh, but she's much much better and I've also booked her a a cranial cranial osteopathy appointment tomorrow because we were doing heavy lifting in the garden over the weekend like dragging this tree that my husband had cut down half of which you've seen right so it's one of his yeah. projects he like <laughs> attacked half the tree it was all left since may at the bottom of the garden and i was like right i decided that i had this stroke of genius that we needed a trampoline again because we haven't got one now and i was like they really need to kind of like discharge energy. I was like, look, I'm, I'm exploring having somatic things with Rachel Welford and how to kind of manage my stress through somatics and the yoga. And I was like, they need that too. So I was like, I didn't tell my husband. I, I, he was like, well, let's, cause he likes to think about everything. So he was like, well, don't do anything yet. Cause obviously there's the tree at the bottom of the garden, like fucking tree. I know there's a tree at the bottom, half a tree at the bottom of the garden. So I was like, okay, I won't do anything yet. So I went on eBay and walked, bought one immediately and didn't tell him. And then I had to clear a space for it. So Ella helped me and William helped me as well. And, um, but she, I think she'd done her back in and she's been, I don't know why I'm laughing, she's been having really bad headaches ever since. So I was like, okay, let's book you a, an osteopathy appointment. So I basically broke my child through manual labour trying to get a trampoline. Some kind of real irony. Well, there. there was, you, we wanted... It's yeah, the circle yeah. of life. It's mm. a perfect feeding cycle. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're probably feeling a bit better as well because you you added in quite a lot of self care. Like you went, you were, you know, like props to you. I mean, things were very difficult, and it was like, right, okay, so that's true. Yoga priority. You sort of shut down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Massage, like putting things in Mm. to kind of look after yourself. I had a brilliant coaching session with my friend Sarah, who was the the person who introduced me to coaching about four years ago. And she was the one who basically coached me to get Love Sober up on the block, you know, off Soberistas. And then Mm. obviously we met and everything that's followed from there. And I was like, oh, and so she gave me a great coaching session. And, um, yeah, and I booked a holistic massage and I hooked up with Rachel Welford of Welford Wellbeing on your your friend and um, mm. to do some EFT, some somatic work to sort of clear the stress and the kind of impact of, of what's going on. So, yeah, that's true. 
That's true. Yeah. I've, I've come back from the edge. Yeah. yeah. Well, look, we do, Remarkably. don't we? Like life throws us a whole ton of shit sometimes, and sometimes we like have periods that are just blessed. And I think our challenge there is not to take them for granted and to enjoy them and not invent first world problems for ourselves when we're having a good run. And then when the life throws a shit, it's like, okay, well, then we cope, don't we? And it's that balance, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Get the toolkit out. Blimmin' toolkit. I wrote this really, what I thought was quite inspired post about the um, about downing tools, you know, how we say, right, we need to down tools. And that's kind of our code word for like, right, everything's getting... Mm-hmm overwhelming and I need to stop and then I went on to talk about using the toolkit and, le- and then you've got to use the toolkit and the toolkit's great and someone was just like yeah down the tools to use the toolkit <laughs> like, yeah it doesn't actually not, make any sense not, but you get my point yeah. you get my C- is it sissy travail sissy yeah sissy le travail sissy le travail because I had to look it up after yeah, no, I saw no. it on Instagram I was like oh yeah. go on to Google Translate yeah, well, my husband said you probably wouldn't say that, but yeah, but he probably what say... does he know? He's only <laughs> I know. he's, he's so only a French man. He's only like an actual French an person. actual French human yeah. being. He has no idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yes. uh, so self love so. on in the the month of love and the self love. Yeah, well, this kind of came out of. Um, because you did the She Recovers podcast. So if people haven't listened to that, Kate did um, the podcast with Erin the other day, which was amazing. And um, we had quite a lot of feedback from people about this sort of concept of self-compassion and leaning in, like leaning into your emotions um, and like self-talk and disconnect. And, you know, the idea of the backbone of your sobriety is that kind of journey of of self-love and Mm. you know of self-protection yeah so Mm. we wanted to kind of talk a little bit about that so when you I mean when you talk about leaning in yeah what do you mean well as I said to Erin I think and we've talked about I think that I became very good at being very very busy as an adult to, I was constantly distracting myself. Um, and sorry, I've just got to check. We're still recording. We are sorry. I'll have to chop that bit out. Um, cause my computer went black then. Sorry about that. Um, yeah. So I was just very, very busy all the time and distracted. And I was one of those people that just couldn't sit still um, and I remember trying yoga like years ago, but really it was a really not a very good yoga class and just finding that if I did, it was unbearably uncomfortable because actually I, all the anxiety that I was so busy squashing down would come up and I, I just literally couldn't sit with myself. So yeah, I don't know. I sort of just never really allowed myself the space to lean in and go how am I feeling what is it what am I experiencing and then being able to kind of comfort myself or nurture myself or as I sort of said to her sort of witness my own suffering and then to offer myself comfort I suppose see I think that there's a the key element there I think is 
you know, the sort of when we talk about this, the downward spiral, the upward spiral of sobriety is because, you know, we hear this a lot about like, it's the angstiness, like, and I had that too, like, I just didn't want to sit with myself. And it was that thing of keeping busy or just avoiding myself. And that's a lot of what a lot of people that are drinking too much are doing. But the the leap and the difficult thing is like, okay, but how do I get from doing that to getting to, you know, being so in love with myself that like I will sit with myself and ask myself how I'm doing. Yeah. And the, the key element is you stop drinking and that's that's the first that's sort of the, that's the anchor yeah, point. That is. Because as soon as you start getting days and you start being able to trust yourself more and you start making good decisions and you start, you know, um, doing what you say, then you start like, yeah, thinking that you're a a better human Mm. being. Because when you're in maladaptive behavior, you're constantly like proving how rubbish Mm. you are. And so it's it's a brilliant way of, you know, self-harming mm. it's a brilliant way of saying for whatever reason you know whatever the story is behind your drinking it is you know it's a perfect way of going right you you suck look at mm. this right yeah you did that again you know and so the way you access and begin to start you know the journey of self-love is by stopping drinking mm. and it does obviously it's not like oh yeah, yeah. You know, I stopped drinking on a Monday and then on a Tuesday I'm like full of self-love obviously yeah, it's, it's a, a, practice a, a journey, journey and it is yeah. a bit of a leap of faith mm-hmm. and I didn't I I never knew that I could get to a point where I liked myself let alone love myself and it's it still seems quite weird we're like oh my god I like totally love yeah. me um but it's not it's not about being egotistical and it's not about um thinking you're the best at all it's just about giving yourself a break enough to be like oh Mm. well that didn't go as you planned it like it's all right we can try again you know it's that constant kind of kindness I get kindness to yourself yeah and also like you say it's not a comparison with other people it's not sort of quantitative it's not like I love myself so I think I'm amazing and better than you it's got nothing to do with you it's all to do with it's a relationship with myself it's like how I relate to myself because that's love isn't it love as an active verb is how do you show love and I remember doing that with uh, my daughter about we did this whiteboard thing couple of years ago it sort of flashed up on me on Facebook and it was like how do we show love and it was things like I think it was like making pancakes, um, <laughs> listening, um, you know, holding hands, giving someone a hug. And it's like all of those things that we know that, you know, generally how to do it to other people, but we don't, and we would know how to listen to somebody else, but we don't ha- know how to listen and comfort ourselves. So it's, it's kind of, it's mm. learning that and turning that kindness inwards. And I think you just reminded me because on my, I am sober app, it says you put a, a profile picture and then a, a reason why you're sober. And mine is because it's the biggest act of, se- of self-love, which informs all other acts. And that was mine. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what you said. It's like that pivot point because actually I'm not going. And for me, I guess it went back to that. So I've talked about before the reign of self-compassion. 
and that sort of recognize, allow, investigate. So really sit with yourself. What's going on? How are you feeling? What is feeling uncomfortable? Where is it showing up in the body? And then the last bit for me was that that nurture, which was like, it's okay, sweetheart. It's that ability to not just be mindful, not just to sit behind, not just to not be triggered. But it it's bigger than that for me. It, that was the missing piece for me was like mm. to then nurture. And that is a direct result of and the opposite of the disconnect that happens when you drink alcohol. It's the opposite yeah. direction for me. And so, I mean, how how do you think you access, you know, because it's 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 very difficult when you are, you know, ashamed or that you are sad or confused, you know, or you're you're in a place of very low self-worth, mm. which is essentially where a lot of people are, and I definitely was like I don't know what tools or what ways do you think people can start to nurture well we've talked about this before haven't we and I think that um it's that outside in or inside out thing where those sober treats and those little um acts of sort of um, it's like evidence little bits of evidence of kindness so I've bought myself a bunch of daffodils you know, and I and I didn't have to, like, you know, last week in the pits of kind of yuck. Um, but, you know, I did things like that, sort of, I wasn't feeling great straight away. And there was a lot of, you know, there's a lot of shame. There's a lot of kind of triggers going on with my situation. So I, I do think those really helped. Um, you know, so the sober truth. Yeah, I would say, like... What about you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess it depends you know, it's going to be quite individual, isn't it, for the person listening. But I suppose it's like looking at, you know, because someone might, someone might on the outside be, you know, looking really great and put together and the house looks amazing. But it's like their relationship with them themselves is, is awful. So, mm. and that is that that perf- perfectionism yeah. thing that might the be inner the, the worst and the perfectionism so I think that self-talk isn't it well for me okay it, it comes down to a few things it's I think people often I know that I do hurry themselves so my inner meanie is like tapping her watch all the time going come on hurry up you haven't got time you're too old you know whatever it is I haven't got enough it's that scarcity isn't it? it's like you're not enough you haven't got enough time this 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 and this you haven't done well enough why haven't you done this and um so to but and this I almost find really irritating because a few years ago it was like when I when I was like trying to read books on mindfulness I was just so irritated by it I was just like oh fuck off (laughs) but I think it is it's it really is that sort of practice of slowing down and checking in and I think that's pretty much what mindfulness is it's like okay take a deep breath get off autopilot the power of the pause and just ask the question and oh and then and Rachel said this absolutely brilliant thing I did the zen to zen 10 meditation challenge last week and it's totally got me hooked and I think because of I do a lot of yoga I've already got that kind of mindfulness sort of practice Mm. so I could access it and it just 
I was like, I've been doing it ever since, only five minutes or 10 minutes. But she put it really well. And she said it was like, um, if you imagine your mind is like the Andrex puppy and it's always bounding off after the loo rolls, after loads of different loo rolls, right? And this relates to drinking thoughts. It's like, oh, well, how am I going to get through my holiday? You know, that's that loo roll shot off Mm. towards your holiday. Oh, well, how am I going to do this? And what's this? And what's that? And what does that mean? And no one will like me. And it's like your mind is darting off after these loo rolls. The puppy is chasing the loo rolls. And she said, so what you do is you have to bring the puppy back to sit by your side. So you check in, right? And she said, and she made me laugh so much because, you know, she, she goes, all right. She goes, and because it's a puppy, you're not going to hit it, are you? You're not going to hit it or tell it off or shout at it because it's just a puppy. And I was like, and that's that thing just kindly. It doesn't matter if, you know, yeah. you've been distracted or your mind is racing. Just yeah. kindly bring it back and just go, well, check in. Where am I now? How am I feeling now? It's okay, sweetheart. It's all right. And it's and the thing is, I think as well for me, I would give up too soon, like, and or I would expect it to work immediately. And I think all of like our toolkits and the self love and all of that that check in the sober treats, the they they're a practice, and it's a bit like what I'm coming to understand of why yoga is and that breathing and that mindfulness is a good practice. And it's because you practice it like on, on the mat and in times of non-crisis so that you can use it in times of crisis. And that's why you, that's why you do your practice every day because not, it does help on a day-to-day basis, but when the shit really hits the fan, you've you've got yeah. it and I'm like ah, oh, okay I I get it like I, I honestly do so all of that all of the them just be attending and you know I, I th- some people have the problems with the words mindfulness or whatever I know I did but I like the anthrax puppy mm. of just bringing yourself back to yourself and just going how you doing dude you know I don't know yeah and I think I was sort of I was trying to think of a, you know, another way, another way in of self-love. And I suppose what I can pinpoint through, because it's quite interesting, I suppose, because your mental health story is is more, um, you know, related to anxiety, whereas mine is more related to depression. I mean, you know, a bit of both for both of us, for sure. Um, but, I, you know, my my drinking definitely kind of, um yeah didn't help <laughs> my depression um and so for me there's there's very like simple things about um because about being clean for example like like i wash my hair not every day but like every other day and for some people they're like yeah i've done that my whole life but for me i haven't and it's like like I, I am quite a tomboy by nature. Like I, it is quite a thing for me to buy foundation at the age of nearly 40. Um, or like, you know, I never wore lipstick. Like I, you never, ever got my nails done. Like none of that stuff. And and that's fine. Like I, I you don't have to do that stuff. But for me, those are little things that I can do to kind of, yeah, show myself that I care. Yeah which I didn't know anything about mm. before. 
Um, so those have all become kind of tools of self-love for me, like um, on the exterior side, I can be like, oh, you know, let's just and, you know, sort of anything to do with that, the yeah just moisturizing mm. you know like things like that those none of those practices especially when I was depressed very depressed I mean I, I basically wore the same clothes like day in day out and I and I won't leave the house mm. you know that's that's where I go when things are difficult like I you know I won't I don't you know uh, and I, I I have to push myself to go out anyway because it's just not so all those sort of things if that relates to you perhaps and and people that are listening you know um perhaps it's that's a, a first way of like literally like li- just like and touch you yeah. know and like maybe it's the kind of trauma side is like you know I I'd, I'd completely disconnected with touch mm. you know I didn't really like my kids hugging me like I didn't like touching myself um and so moisturizing is actually really really helpful because it's like you get to look at your body and 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 I find yoga useful for this because um, I, you see your body in a different mm. way. It's like, oh, I'm quite strong. Or this is a beautiful line. Like when you're doing like, you know, I don't know any of the words in, in English because I, I do it all in French. But, you know, when you're doing like, um, yeah, certain poses, you get those beautiful mm. lines of your shoulders. Like and the it's warrior. Like you get to sort of see that one. Yeah, you get to see this, the, the, the body in a in a different mm. way so those are all access points of me of kind of self-love because I mean yeah. I was thinking about this the other day you know when I was growing up I mean I had so much body hatred you know like I, I you know luckily luckily it never manifested into disordered mm. eating but I had a lot of body hatred like I never was naked like never in front of my friends never in front of boyfriends Mm. I was you know I remember a boyfriend sort of saying you know obviously because we're smoking in bed because that's what you do when you're young and disgusting (laughs) but he was like you know give me get me the lighter and I was just like I like categorically refused and we just like had sex and he was just like seriously like you know but I couldn't you know and I was I was thinking about this the other day as I was like chatting to like my whole family completely new nude just going oh weird I like literally and I went to the swimming pool and I was like one of those really disgusting old ladies that gets all naked (laughs) please put it away I was just like oh those changing rooms are too small I just just don't Mm -hmm. care so it's like it's very interesting. It's like, how can you explain to someone that you can get from there, from that utter self-loathing and, and you know, hatred to a point where you just, I guess it is, a lot of it is letting mm. go because it's not like, oh, I love my body. It's like, I, I look like a supermodel. It's not that. It's just, I, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, because maybe it's just yeah. not so... Well, I think what you've said about the upward spiral, the gentle upward spiral mm. of just doing what you say day in, day out, and then your increased confidence, feelings of self-efficacy, um, just feeling better in your skin, like, I like I, I was listening to like I was looking at my hands the other day just going that's a miracle <laughs> right isn't it like tapping on a keyboard like literally all the stuff we don't see and then 
we can see it because we're not dealing with a hangover so much, I think. Some, somehow about being present, like you catch, I don't know if you're the same for you, but I just catch odd bits that I just go, wow, that's amazing. And that gives me that lift. So I just feel better. And that, yeah, that sort of upward spiral. And I think then the kinds of, we have to get those tools on board because they we need them to live. And so then what, when we use the tools, they don't just help us to survive, they actually help us to thrive and give us stuff that we never realised was possible when we were drinking. I mean, that's what me, I, I swear to God, I did not know that I had this in me. I did not know that I was capable of being strong. I did not know that I could have some of the things go on that I do at the moment. And then just be like, but I'm still having a really nice day and I feel good. And I'm just like, I don't, you know, it doesn't knock me off. Things don't knock me off balance so much. And they used to knock me off balance a lot. I was very, I was not uh, very strong, not very resilient. I felt very vulnerable all the time. And I think there's that. I think whatever almost the... um the deficit was almost that's the biggest almost the biggest hit the other way when you get sober and start working with with the self-love because you realized you know maybe you thought you were shy and you realized that you've just gone into a, a room full of people and you felt fine or maybe and maybe you thought you were weak like I just thought I was the weakest flakiest person in the whole world and it's like no I wasn't I just had a drink problem so we, yeah. I was often flaky because of that, but actually, I'm really, really strong and resilient. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think it, and I guess it, and then it does. You, it's and then like... you think well of yourself because it's almost like evidence based. Because then you can see it, and again, the upward spiral. Because then you're like, I couldn't say that about myself before, but I can now, and I feel proud of myself. So I feel proud of myself. So I feel like I deserve to be listened to or that my words mean something because and also because I'm not yeah. ranting because I've I'm pissed and I'm not overreacting we've said this before because I'm hungover so my words have a an integrity to them that they didn't before when I had maladaptive drinking so again I know I can count on myself so again that's another layer of that self-love isn't it it's that self-appreciation it's like seeing yourself you know yeah integrity Integrity, is a really brilliant way of of explaining it because I was thinking you know it's that it is that evidence it's like every time that I've you know been to a wedding which was the 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 real sore point for me of drinking and made a fool of myself and had something that I thought I was never ever gonna get over you know like being put to bed or missing the first dance or like throwing up on the floor do you know you know all the 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 things heinously embarrassing things that I've done drunk at a wedding you know I went to a wedding I've been to a couple now sober and had the best time so that's brilliant evidence and I was me and I didn't do things that didn't represent me in a way that I like Mm. and 
part of when you get that, I suppose, is like that counteracts some of that shame because you're like, well, okay, I might have, you know, fucked up some of them, but I did did this one really well. So that kind of like counteracts it. And also, I think one of the hugest things is when you stop seeing you as the problem. Like, yeah. you know, it's like, oh, my God, I can't believe I did that. I can't believe yeah, I said I that. So I can't weak? believe. Why you know, can't I do Why this? am I so weak? Why am I such mm. a dick? Why am I blah, blah, blah? You it's see, like, it's, it's not you. It's yeah, 100%. That's the problem. 100%. That's such a good point. And it is you put, the, you lay the blame at the door where it should be. And it's almost like we're sort of encouraged to, you know, separate the behaviour from the person and yada yada when you, but it's like, okay, when it's ourselves and we're consistently screwing up, it's really difficult. It's really difficult. So once you can identify that as the major contributing factor to so much of the stuff that you don't like or the stuff that's not serving you, and then like you, like you said, we get evidence of it to the contrary that that actually, oh, I can see myself now and I realise it wasn't me. I think there's a lot of evidence then. I've never really thought about that before, but now we're talking about it. I'm like, you get proof, you get different proof, and so that increases your... But there is, yeah, Belief. it does, but there is still that that thing about, okay, so that's all, that's an inevitable consequence really of meeting goals and um, and, and living with integrity. Um, by that, I mean doing what you say you said you would. So that, that you can't help but feel better about that. But then there is still that, what happened to me in the sort of second or third year of you know, once I'd gone back to drinking and I hadn't quite worked it out, was that that not really understanding the mechanics or the process of listening in. And I still am yeah. quite lazy at it. I uh, And like last week, I mean, I couldn't quite get there. And it ended up I had that massage, didn't I, that I was telling you about. And that shifted all the tension in my body up to my throat. And I ended up having a massive, I ended up blowing my top um, on Saturday night because of some of the behaviour that was happening. And I felt, I didn't feel an amazing, such big steps forward. I didn't feel bad about it. I was like, no, I actually, that needed to happen and I was well within my rights and I didn't overreact actually. It's not something that I would do all the time and I remember when you when we spoke about it you were like you know if you do it all the time it's just making noise but occasionally you lose your shit and that has impact so people really know that they've, stepped, they've gone far past your boundary it, and yeah. I was swallowing down I'd been holding space for people I've been holding but also space. what, what Sorry, you were what you were doing was it was a demonstration of the traumatic noise that you were hearing yeah. day in day out so it wasn't just like you weren't it was like saying this is what this is a demonstration yeah. of what it feels like to be in my yeah. position which is you know a valid yeah you know yeah. thing to do as well yeah definitely so yeah. I think that's it's part just... of it as well which is that after an event, how do we recover? How do we treat ourselves with kindness when we have slipped up, when we have screwed up, where we have... Thank you, darling. Thank you. All right. Thanks, love. Sorry, little people coming in to... That's the reality of being a mum, isn't it, and doing recording podcasts. <laughs> um, 
So what were we talking about? Yeah, how do we how do we recover when we've screwed up? Well, I guess it's like when you when you do you are working with self compassion and and self love and it it teaches you to look at the bigger picture, doesn't it? So rather than it just all centering on you making a mistake, mm. you know, and I think this is another thing that people don't realise about um the brain, you know, I love all this neuroscience stuff because it's quite new since I've done my recovery coaching training um, and how narrow kind of your thought processes get when you're a maladaptive behavior, you know, and when you're traumatized and stuff like that, you know, it's all that kind of very, very, um, it is very black and white thinking really. You don't have a lot of scope mm -hmm. of kind of like openness to, to understand things. So, you know, that goes to like right pain you know drug pain yeah. you know drink yeah. whatever but that also goes to like mistake me yeah. bad there's no sort of scope and so when you start you know when you stop drinking stop that maladaptive behavior start rebuilding you know the relationships and connections and gratitude and mindfulness and 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 that relationship with yourself then you're opening yourself your brain up mm. to have more thoughts and more ability to have complex thoughts and go well this happened mm. and this happened so and this is related to why I did that because that's way back from from the past and that's you know related to how I was bullied so no wonder mm. I'm going to do that so when you look at it all yes you know maybe I overreacted or maybe that was I could have done that mm. better but I'm not gonna like beat myself up about yeah. it yeah you know and that's and that's I've just written thing. down as you were talking I think that that's is that's so interesting that we've got this kind of we're almost capable of more complex thoughts around situations that usually your focus snaps right in and you lose all that perspective and it's and I've written that that we widen the aperture uh, aperture and connect to common humanity like because yeah, it's do. like you do you kind of almost like pull right back and you realize that it's not like it's your suffering it's the suffering that we're all having moments we're all having we all are so speaking struggling with self-talk I think with the way we speak to ourselves and and we're and it's common problems it's relationship problems it's like loving problems it's like the nitty-gritty of our daily lives our relationships the kind of real mess and mark and all the amazing stuff of being human, you know, that, that, that it's like, there's no wonder we've made a whole genre of soap operas just about like the minutiae of people's lives or like reality TV. Cause it's like, we thrive on it, all our interconnectedness and our, all the things we're trying to understand about ourselves and each other. Um, yeah. 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 And, and, and I think, and, and that's the, the thing and what you see when someone is, um, struggling or when someone you know I guess it's something to look out for um if you're like oh you know what's going on or I want to drink or this isn't working blah, blah, blah. it's like check your connectivity mm. like if you're starting to retract from mm -hmm. the world um you know and you're starting to look at things very black and white like now solution without having any kind of um 
yeah or it or I mean they call it stinking yeah. thinking <laughs> leads to drinking don't yeah. they in AA you know it's that like when you when it feels you, know, you feel so hard mm. done by you know then it's that's when you need to take action and and however you can access mm. that not only relationship with yourself but relationship mm. with others and go right you know um yeah we're we're all part of um yeah. as you say every some people are having an amazing day yeah. some people are not having a great day um but it will be different yeah. tomorrow I don't know saying all this it sounds easy but like when you're in it it doesn't sound easy yeah yeah and I, I guess don't... that's the, the sort of always the kind of I feel like working as we do now with sobriety and wellness and also just having a podcast where we just sort of talk as ourselves kind of thing not like professionals is that trying to tread that line of not um losing touch with where we came from like those like those I found it the other day in fact I found this diary entry and I've talked about it before but it kind of fell out of a book downstairs and it was like I've done it again I'm so sick and tired of this I just can't believe it I drank I smoked I da 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 I just I want you know I don't want to like get ill I feel awful because you know the kids and it was just this letter and so it was like and I promise I promise I'm never going to do it again and I signed it it it's like this contract one of the many contracts I wrote to myself and then that sort of the heartbreaking process of 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 just not having those skills and support and things on board at that time and then going and doing it again and I just it's just was so miserable and you know, and I remember that. I guess that's the thing. It's like, you know, oh God, yeah. It's good and to remember. I guess, I guess, yeah, all these very sort of theoretical conversations around it. But the, the fundamental thing, you know, is that when I stopped mm. drinking and I stopped drinking for a period of time and I focused on the goal of making my life happy without alcohol that was the turning point you know and whatever that means I mean you know because this is what I was sort of asking earlier about where how did you access that you know a lot of that for you has been through holistic kind of yoga yeah. through meditation through for me it has been much more kind of medicalized it's because I you know stabilize my mental health you know every time I've come off I don't advocate medication but I certainly am not against it either you know and like every time I've come off my antidepressants I have gone mm. back to drinking so there's clearly something going on where you know something needs to manage that part yeah. of what's going on in my mental health at the moment you know medication is the best option mm. for me um but that that doesn't necessarily mean that's you know forever and, you know, I, I've done a lot of therapy, <laughs> like, you know, so it's like, this isn't something that is, you know, whatever yeah, exactly, you need to support exactly. you. Because I, you know, I was just thinking that exactly, it's whatever you need as well, because, and that, you know, the, you know, and I'm on antidepressants too, 
and I forget that I'm like oh it's the yoga and I, I am also on it but it's part of the toolkit and at the moment you know we are in crisis so I need extra and um, I might not be using them when you know life is a bit more plain sailing I have no idea but um but I think that's also part of self-love is it's it's that because I was very resistant for years I should have been on antidepressants a really 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 long time ago um because I think I do have the serotonin low serotonin levels and I do suffer from seasonal affective disorder like 100% and I always sort of farted about with St John's wort and things like that and nothing has helped me like this and almost it's kind of was like the toolkit as well so I use that I do like as you know like a lot of um yeah lots of yoga whatever exercise is if you need antidepressants that's all part of that okay I'm going to put my well-being as a priority you know I'm going to do that for myself and it is one just about that you know that Mm. And I think, you know, what's interesting is what we've talked about this week is like, you know, you've never done EFT no. before, but it's like you've been, you know, a certain amount of very, very difficult, traumatic, hard time mm. in your life. So it's like, right, what can I add in to my yeah. toolkit, which can help me through this period, you know, because I give a shit mm. about myself and I give a shit about myself because I'm important to others. And this is something I said to someone the other day who's been struggling a lot with um, <clears throat> drugs and alcohol and also with, um, well, with life, mm. with mental health. And I said, you do m- realize that you matter mm. to people. And she was like, it's like, you matter and what you do matters Mm. is important and it's like that was a big thing for me you know because it's like you are what we do to ourselves it's like it becomes very egocentric it's just like it's all about me and numbing out my pain and stuff and it's like but actually there you know there are people that Mm. love me you know even if I don't love myself right now there are people that love me so you know, even if you hold on to that to begin with as a, as a you know, access mm-hmm. of self-love, it's like um, I need to love myself because pe- because yeah. I matter to other people. Um, and then when you can focus on them and their love and support for you, it's like, oh, right. So that mm-hmm. must mean I'm not all bad. Yeah, you know? and I think it's like you said, it's like baby steps and it is a practice. It's just like you have to practice it. And I think it might, it's quite a good um, idea to kind of just make some notes, like get it down on a piece of paper, sort of what makes me feel better, you know, like that mind map, that kind of stuff out of, you know, like look at your day. Because I think self-love is, it can just be about not... Okay, so if you imagine you're looking after a toddler, part of your love and active love for your toddler is that you're going to make sure they take naps, you're going to make sure they've had food, you're going to make sure that they've got clean nappy. (laughs) So I'm going to make sure you've got clean pants on. No, but it's that very sort of keeping everything quite 
regular and routine. You're not going to let them get really, really, really overtired, are you? Because then they're going to have a meltdown. And so it's like if you you can, I mean, having children helped me because I was able to go, oh, okay, I'm looking after them them in that way, but I'm not looking after myself in that way. How can I slow down? When do I need to rest? Am I hungry? You know, it's that hungry, angry, lonely, tired. What do I need? I think that is self-love in action it's like as the active you know so just even those yeah that reminded me actually yeah that I um when you pick up if you look at a photo of yourself when you're Mm. little it's very hard to have hatred (laughs) for you know a four a four-year-old picture of you or you know an eight-year-old picture of you like when you're innocent don't and yeah and that's a really good access point because it's like oh like poor you know poor that little when you can access your younger self and just connect with that it's like oh that's still me like poor me Mm -hmm. for all the shit that's happened in my life like Mm -hmm. you know I'm still that little girl that had you know that liked liked holographs and holographs holograms yeah holograms and stickers and rainbows furry stickers especially of koalas they were my there is and it can you know but yeah you know that's yeah it's true I mean it's that I don't know I mean again that's that sort of that that thing about the you know the inner child kind of thing but it it I think also sometimes it can be can be triggering for people if they've had ACEs as well and you talk about access points. Mm. I sometimes think people like, you know, the way you look at your pet as well. Like if you've got a puppy or a cat or you love horses or something and you just think you just you just think you're just like I do like I look at horses and I think you're just a beautiful, magical creature. And if you can kind of mirror that quickly, just while you've got that feeling and like flip it back at you, like you send the spell back yeah. to you. I'm, yeah. you know, you are a beautiful exterior. Exterior is it? Is that what it's called? It? So you flip that like back at you, like you're a beautiful, magical creature. Because like we all are, right? Aren't we? That's not just me being a hippie. That's like we really are. Um, or like, yeah, cuddling <laughs> your know, dog dude. and just that feeling of warmth. Because I know I feel <laughs> this isn't really embarrassing. Because my dog is disgusting. Right? She stinks so much and she's got that big eye bogey that I've really got to tell but when I cuddle Bobbin she like presses herself into me and I feel that oxytocin like I literally have a metabrot from the moment when I'm cuddling my dog and if I can just kind of hold on (laughs) to that warmth and shove it send it back to me it's like oh that's lovely you know I think all of those really count too yeah we should probably stop yeah. now, shouldn't we? I feel like we've kind of rambled on in the end. Yeah. I've ended up in a kind of a weird place, but never mind. Um, so what's your reason to, what's your tip of the day? Um, tip of the day is put some lights on um, before you start doing a podcast because I'm now sat in the dark. Uh, which is a little bit upsetting <laughs> because the, the sun's gone down mm-hmm. since we started rambling on and now I'm sat in the dark. So, yeah, that would mm-hmm. be my tip. Make sure you put lights on 
No. Um, I think it is like, I guess I always get quite serious about all these things, don't I? And like deep, meaningful, and no, 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 no. But like, um, for me, word, it so. really was <laughs> just baby steps of. Um, getting to know myself again which was you know through moisturizing mm-hmm. through um you know through um when I mean when I used to look in the mirror when I was a drinker I hated my face um and then when my eyes s- suddenly stopped looking dull that was a really mm. good starting point to look in the mirror and be like oh like Aww. back a bit I can see you again That's not really just lovely this, you know phantom yeah so and you oh what is my tip of the day well this is oh don't hate me i'd say try some meditating but don't make it hard like what i'm doing is really funny because i do it's Taryn first gave me permission to meditate in bed from Taryn from she recovers so it's proper yogi isn't she um, but I've got a calm app on my phone. Yeah. And they've got like really short kind of and she get and the lady goes, just make yourself comfortable and just remember you're worthy and things like that. So it is like if you can't kind of talk to yourself like that, get one of those apps because they say nice shit to you, right? For five minutes. And what I do is I go and make myself a cup of tea. Yeah. And I go and lie down in the office. And I don't sit up with a straight spine. I lie and I've got a bolster and I always kind of hook, like when I was pregnant and sleeping, you have a thing between your knees, right? like an old lady. I just put this thing between my knees and I snuggle up and I have my cup of tea and I listen to her. And then you just kind of can do it and you focus on your breath for a few minutes. And it doesn't matter if it wanders off like the Andrex puppy, you just bring it back. What it is, it's like you're not trying to get anywhere. I really get this now. You're not trying to get anywhere. All it is is you're going to, you're trying to practice that, like bringing your attention back. That's all it is. So if you're doing that, you're already kind of doing it. And um, I can't believe what a difference it's made to me over the last few days. Like I'm properly hooked. So I would say give it a go, but make it really super easy. Do it for a minute and do it lying down and do it in the warm and do it with an app where people can just say nice stuff to you and you can just listen. So, yeah. Well, we'll we'll put some um, suggestions on the the podcast notes because another one that was really, really, really helpful to me was Sarah Blondin. She's on Insight um, Timer. Did the Live Awake podcast series. She is, yeah, but the uh, she's also the um, Live Awake mm. podcast series is on iTunes and it's free, and that's really amazing because it's yeah that's all about kind of um, self love no, and it's Live Awake, not yeah. I'll let you have that. Not live one. Awake, as in awake for your liver. No, <laughs> 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 oh, sorry, it's really random. Okay, and what's your reason to love sober today? Uh, this <laughs> this chat um, yeah it's made me laugh I suppose um <laughs> so that's that's nice um <laughs> yeah I mean all of it. it's 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 all my yeah my life was utter mm. rubbish and then I got no. sober and now it's 
not you know everyday great superhero mm. great but it's darn sight better yeah so that's awesome what's my reason to love sober is the extraordinary journey of moving from just feeling so shit about myself to you know this journey of self-love to to the fact that I love myself and I can actually say that now I I really do you know I'm 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 worth something you know like we all are and um yeah yeah, I do as well. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, you know, it is amazing. Oh, the greatest love of all. <laughs> oh, please, no. Okay, it's time to go, isn't it? Um, maybe we should. Maybe we should talk about yes. boundaries next week. <laughs> boundaries and professionalism. <laughs> I think it'd be a really good topic next week. Um. <laughs> But anyway, yeah. So if you're immediately concerned about your drinking. It's the new 2020 vibe <laughs> of the podcast. We're just basically slightly hysterical, aren't we? That's that's what it actually is. The reality is that we're just kind of completely hysterical. Anyway, but do reach out if you're immediately concerned about your drinking. Get in touch. Um, we've got the Facebook group. You can email us at info at lovesober.com um there's loads of online support soberistas um she recovers i think club club soda are not on facebook anymore but they're still doing lots of great stuff and great meetups in london there's lots of great events to go to they are still on facebook for the moment but they're they're, yeah and um yeah soberistas has an anonymous ask the doctor service if you don't feel like you can speak to your gp and um alcohol change um, has lots of um, agencies of local support if you're in the UK and just really do send up a flare you're not alone and you know we've all been there and don't worry if you've tried it and you've stumbled and you've tried it again you just keep trying and try new things and reach out and maybe get additional support and uh, yeah and we'll see you next week for more chat <laughs>